1, 2, 3, 4, 5. X equals the opposite of B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC all over 2A. That's the ticket. You've got it. What was the equation? You what, was, what was that for? That was quadratic formula. It's like oh. the only thing I remember from calculus. So. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapnin! You are listening to episode 59 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, I've finally worked out his final form, Morgan Richards, or as he's now known in the rap community, Mo Dick. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. <laughs> with your eyes closed, you did not want that. that this is episode 59. <laughs> yep. If you're going to give me a nickname, Mo Rich, please. No, Mo Dick. Bro, Mo Dick? You got Mo Dick? You know normal dicks? Morgan got Mo Dick? No comment. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to, though. I'm going to find a way. Anyway, <laughs> this week's episode, I've really pushed you off. <laughs> I don't know why I pushed it. I lost my mind. But anyway, I think this week's episode, right, everyone is going to sound the alarm with the news of this week's guest because I'm very excited about it. You're very excited about it. And the listeners will be too. Listen, right? I'm go- The only way I can defeat you upon you is coming back with a pun of my own. <gasps> Right? If you carry on with these bloody puns week in, week out, we are going to end up at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yes! No, you've got me doing it. No, yeah, I've got Morgan like this. This is, what I, this is what I wanted. This is going to be 59 episodes for you to join in. Yeah. Um, yes. L- this week, we have legendary singer-songwriter Chris Connolly of Saves the Day. Yes. One of the best songwriters of our generation i believe not definitely um he has written some of emo and rock's best ditties mm. best tunes he's definitely a front man for a band who has inspired so many so other many artists bands. people like, people listening to this now are going to be listening to young bands who might might not for some reason might not know of saves the day you need to go back and check out yeah, this stuff if you and don't, see well, what are you doing? how inspirational they've been to a lot of your favourite bands. Yeah, literally. Like, you know, if that whole emo scene f- from, like, early 2000s anyway with, like, Taking Back Sunday and Mike Kem and 
or all those other bands but saves the day inspired acts like you know, fall up boy yeah like so much like that first fall up boy record is literally i think all of those bands like even to my band to some extent like yeah. if you listen to like i don't know like top of the world or silence or any of those like softer blackouts okay. they all got saves the day kind of nods to him um yeah we had a fantastic fantastic time with chris yeah we were very lucky enough to uh, get a long conversation with him yes backstage at the electric ballroom in london yes when he was over here uh, supporting the wonderful thursday lovely um so we're going to be diving into all sorts of great insight from his songwriting genius uh we're going to be talking about the 20th year anniversary of probably one of the most inspirational records to ever come out of this scene in through being cool yes yeah we chatted everything from through being cool to how they got the name yeah he uh, gives saves the day the first tour saves the day the first tour was with hardcore band bane hmm. which blows my mind blows my mind <laughs> i wouldn't put those two together no. in a million years well i think you can tell during the conversation that, that your mind being blown yeah it comes through yeah i'm um, yeah, but he, he literally just gives us so much knowledge from how that record was made, how he wrote loads of the lyrics and the songs, the traveling and everything like that. So it's, if you are a fan of that record, which you should be, I think this is going to be if one... If not, you will be. You will be, but it's going to be one that's really going to pull on your heartstrings. Um, hope He's hoping to come back to the UK with the band yes. to do uh, a full celebration here in britain uh so keep an eye out for that in the not so distant future as well and yeah he's gonna be diving into really some crazy things he talks about bands he's influenced and crazy interactions he's had with people that he never thought he would and yeah, yeah it's just a really nice wholesome conversation he's a great front man great guest and i'm really excited for everyone to hear this episode yes me too with all that being said with heavy hearts we recently found out that one of our original sampling podcast members who stockwell passed away um on the 29th of december we didn't mention this last week because we found out after we recorded last week's episodes but we want to say a big um sorry and we love you very very much to his family um we're going to try our best to sort something out like a gofundme or do something anyway yeah um in whose name so yeah, we. I got sent some messages from his girlfriend and his brother um, since, and they said how much the Samling Podcast group helped too. Mm. And he was one of the original members and befriended lots of people early on. So, And he came to a Raiders gig and he had a lot of fun. And yeah, it was nice to speak to him. So um, Yeah, he was a big uh, part of the community. Um, yeah. for a long time and uh, got people talking to each other and really helped with the spirit of what it's become we've had some lovely messages uh, going into the group yeah. of how um, he's kind of affected people and, and everything um, yeah I so met up with some of the Patreons the other day when I was DJing in Nottingham and they said how he was like one of the first people that befriended him on the yeah. group and stuff and uh, yeah it's really sad but uh, thank you very much to Hugh and his family yeah, so we want to uh, dedicate this episode uh, to him and his family as well. And yes. uh, yeah, thanks again for everyone in our Patreon community for being uh, so loving and sending nice messages uh, to his brother and a partner as well. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, if you um, if you want to check out our Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash happening. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic community of beautiful, beautiful humans and... Um, 
yeah, we've started meeting up a lot, it seems. I met a bunch in Nottingham Saturday. We've met some in festivals as well yeah, around the UK. Yeah, we did a lovely meet-up a couple of weeks back. In Bristol, yeah. Um, um, and then we've got Australian people meeting up in Australia. Yeah. At the Young Blood gig and stuff. So, um, with uh, dolls with our faces on. Yeah. Which were as funny as they were terrifying. I had a good kick from it. Um, I don't think the outfits were on point. No. You've never seen me in shorts? Uh, no. I don't think I ever have, to no. be honest. No. I haven't got sh- real shins. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, I had my shins amputated. Um, Why have you left it this long for telling this story? I didn't think you needed to know. Well, yeah. I've got a real foot, but I've got a fake shin, so... All oh, right, okay, standard. Um, I don't know how that works. But no, but it was great to see that people from literally the other sides of the world are meeting up when things are going quite bad. Um, oh, that's the sound of my mind blowing. Yeah, to have a, a great time, enjoy themselves, and going to see Young Blood and yeah, and making dolls of us is, is a weird thing. But I've loved seeing the videos. There was a video we did post on our Instagram of uh, Doll, me, and Sean doing the scene from Titanic. Yeah, which we did. In real life, at Thecla, that nobody saw. No one saw that. Just me and you. Yeah. No security camera Didn't footage. Didn't even record it. It was no. Nothing for no reason other than just to do it and just <laughs> love each other. Anyway, uh, let's get on with this episode. Well, yeah. So if you d- want to help in loving us, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. If you want to keep up to date with everything going on with us and get involved and suggest maybe guests you want to hear on the podcast in 2020, you got any questions or just want to retweet yeah. and like all of our stuff, head over to our social media pages at Sapnin Pod on Twitter and Instagram. But if you can't spell just like me, Sean is going to tell you the spelling of Sapnin Pod. At so it's that A thing right with a circle around there looks mental. At S A double P E N I N P O D. That's at the A thing with a circle around it. S A double P E N I N P O D. P O D like the new metal band but without the dreadlocks. It's been a while since I've said that. It has, and just very very quickly before we go into the episode, make sure to go and check out Raiders Band UK on oh. Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as well, because Sean's band will be touring across the UK at the end of January, start of February for Independent Venue Week. Thank you very much, Morgan. I'd completely forgotten to plug my own band. Um, he's right there. He is right there. That's right. And um, Wednesday the 15th, I'm also DJing in Edinburgh for Decade. So if you are Ooh. Scotch mm-hmm. or are near the Scotch border and fancy going to Edinburgh, come and see me. Come and see me. It'll be a laugh, won't it? Um, yeah. So this is episode 59 of Something Podcast with Sean Smith and Mo Dekovs. <sighs> <laughs> if you get, it's Mo Rich or Morgan it's Richards. Mo I Dick. prefer it's Morgan Mo Richards, uh, right? You know Mo Dick's going to take off now. It's Mo Dick. Keon's going to be Miss Mo Dick. Anyway, this is anyway. Chris Connolly of Saves the Day fame. Yes. Thank you very much to him. Thank you very much to Hayley Connolly for sorting it. Yes. Satman! Satman! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Sapnin! 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 Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes, of course. Our guest this week is the wonderful Chris of Saves the Day. Yes! Yeah, yes. what's up? I'm so so psyched to be here. Oh, uh, absolutely. Thanks pleasure. for wanting to chat, too. No. It's a oh, real no. honor. No, 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 it's a daft. It's an honor for us. Honest oh, to God. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for taking time out. Hell, hell yeah. Yeah, we're. Uh, well, you know, the great Haley Conley set something up, did. and you know it's something to do. You got to do it, that. Conley. Yeah. She's. Yeah. Um, um, she's fantastic. She is. Yeah. She's the best. Um, yeah, you know, we're all massive fans of the band. Thank um, you. And yeah, seen you a bunch of times. I think we might have even have played together in Germany somewhere once no way. in our band. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Do you um, remember where? <laughs> where, when, when, <laughs> rather? Is, where in time? Where in time? Yeah. Yeah. Easy now. This is where the Jamaican cigarettes come in. Um, yeah. <laughs> Herbal jazz cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But so, no, but, yeah. But anyway, we're backstage here at the Electric Ballroom in London. Yes. You're open up for your good friends in Thursday. Yes. On this uh, UK and European run. How's it been so far? It's been so fun. We started everything off the, um, Thursday, played a festival with Boys Sets Fire in Cologne. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was the 25 year celebration of Boys Sets Fire. And, and Thursday's on their 20th anniversary tour. And so I just got to be an international man of leisure that day. <laughs> nice. Hanging out with all my friends and stuff I played shows with all those guys for since the, all those years ago and so um, Thursday killed it Boy Sets Fire killed it it was like 5,000 people and uh, I got up and sang the Buzzcock song Ever Fallen In Love with Thursday oh, that wow. night so that's how we started the trip and then last night we were in Eindhoven Netherlands sold out show Thursday did um, this insane set they played basically what you're going to hear tonight it's full collapse and then a bunch of other awesome songs and I opened the show solo and it's been a long time since I've played solo but recently about a couple months ago in the States Jeff and I with two of our friends Vinny from I Am The Avalanche and Movie Life and Anthony from Bayside all played a show a solo show together for the victims of the shooting in Dayton and I hadn't played solo in so long before that but to be back with my friends doing it was so inspiring I realized gosh I really want to do this a lot more so then Anthony Green was going to be playing these shows but he couldn't he couldn't do it so Jeff asked me and so I'm so grateful to get to be here doing it it's really um it's it's a dream come true to get to be this is my favorite venue 
Nice. Yeah, this is my favorite venue over in all of over outside of America, overseas. This is my favorite venue, and Saves the Day had one of its greatest shows ever here. So I'm really, really honored to be back, and it's special. I'm psyched That's to awesome. play tonight. Yeah. Oh, that oh, that, that acoustic tour you talked about, the, the show you did with Vinny and stuff. Bring that over, yeah. Yeah, we Our want to. Piece. Actually, I've been talking to Paul, Thursday's manager, and he has this idea of doing um, like sort of a singer-songwriter tour, but having um, even people you wouldn't expect to be together. Like He's really good friends with the guy from Clutch. Nice. You okay. know, and, but then also have the Vinny, Anthony, Jeff... Me, maybe Adam from TBS, that kind of Ooh. thing. Frank Iero, that kind of Ooh. thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, that would we're, be we're gonna something do it. else. We're going to do it for day. sure. It's turning into an old day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a festival. Yeah, it's going to be a festival. <gasps> That's the old man. Like, it's like a solo acoustic oh, uh, I, can ima- I can imagine that, but everyone being dressed up for it, like a big fancy ball yeah. event. Yeah. Ooh, hey, look, that sounds that sounds fancy. <laughs> I'm way into that. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. Be yeah. 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 Um, yeah, you mentioned Thursday and Boy Sets Fire and you then, yeah, that's 2004 me was yeah. going crazy yeah, inside. Amazing. When you said Thursday yeah. played with Boy Sets Fire, I was like, ah, <laughs> what? That's, oh, I wish I was there. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. It was a cool way to start the trip. But I think that's just a testament to how much this scene, and especially all those bands that you kind of grew up with and, and started touring early on together, you've all just stayed really good friends. Yeah, and man. Just I just got chills touch. when you said that. It's really true. And we've been friends for decades to 20 plus years mm. and you think about it all and what a crazy long trip it's been and to still be connected and still be playing music and to still have fans and what's wild we were talking about how like thursday will play full collapse and there are people that are singing along that were five years old when that record came out yeah you know so they have new fans so it's that's a testament to how timeless the music is too i think one of the things i'm most blown away by is in this wave of music this like emo or uh post hardcore or whatever you want to call all this stuff and the pop punk as well um how many good bands there are and how many good songwriters and how many good players it's mind-boggling if you think about it. it's a fucking thousand good bands Mm. so i think we all lucked out coming crashing in on this wave of evolution we're surfing in with our guitars <laughs> ready to shred nice oh awesome yeah and just mentioned this kind of anniversaries and everything like that it's actually 20 years of saves the days probably iconic album through being cool what's yeah. it yeah that like for you being celebrating this as of as of like now it just seems I'm sorry if it makes you feel old <laughs> not at all people, dude, no. come on to me and go oh 10 years ago your second album came out and I was like, no you know oh. the, the thing about it is it just makes time itself become more surreal because I'm still the same person. I feel like the exact same person I was when I was 17, which is when I started Saves the Day, you know? So I feel like the exact same person. So it just makes it like this surreal experience, but it's so cool to be able to celebrate this record. And it's a special record for me and for our fans, you know? So I just feel super, super grateful and like so excited to to get to play that music still. And I'm still connected to it. In fact, the songs mean more to me now than they did then. And I'm just like honored to get to sing it. You know, I'm like, fuck, dude, I get to be like part of this thing that happened. And all these songs came through me. I can remember writing them all, but it's very much like 
just getting to be along for the ride. But we played these four shows in the States to celebrate the album right when it turned 20, just only a couple weeks ago. We played New Jersey, this venue called the Starland Ballroom, which is only 10 minutes from where we actually recorded the album. And it was the the day the album came out, November 2nd. Wow. So it was a fucking trip, man. It's 2,300 (laughs) people, just everybody singing along. And, uh, you know, if like, if I had known back then, you know, that I would get to be Mm. celebrating this time later, you know, I probably would have been a lot more mellow, but, uh, it's about the journey, you know, everything I learned along the way, but then we played Brooklyn and that was incredible. And then we flew out to California and we did Anaheim and Los Angeles and all four shows were just magical. It was, it was a gift. Awesome. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Um, yeah, you said about, you think the songs you're more into the songs now than you were. Was there, has there ever, ever been a period where it's kind of lulled and you were kind of fed up of playing them? Or? Not at all. Good. The thing that happens when you're like, for me at least, being a performer for so long and playing so many shows and having so many songs, but loving all the songs and wanting to play all the songs, not having enough time each night to fit in all the songs I want to play and being lucky enough to have fans that are connected to the songs. It's so cool that I've gone through this this journey with the music and i've grown with it and i'm 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 like grateful for the songs in my life for what they do for me as a human being like i'm the biggest fan um so there but after a thousand shows the only thing that will happen sometimes is like let's not do this one tonight let's do this other one tonight yeah so that's but that's that's as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose you've got such a, a long back catalog of stuff that it's uh, it's hard to play every song. It is, and my goal is to be like the Grateful Dead of emo. So if you come, to, <laughs> if you come see us three nights in a row, it's three different sets. Like for example, we're doing two shows right now at the Electric Ballroom tonight and tomorrow. So I have a set plan for tonight: forty minutes of music, and then tomorrow night completely different set and I'm oh, only cool. going to repeat one song oh wow nice. so just so like if there I imagine there will be people that come to both shows so they will get to see you know almost 30 songs over the course of two nights and that's that's exciting to me yeah you know we, we did that on a headlining tour a few years ago and we were playing 30 different songs each night so if you came to three songs in a row three shows in a row you're getting 90 songs <laughs> that's gnarly <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah. How it's you fun get, um, too was it um, original lineup then, or did you have to get anybody in? So I've only I've been the only original member the entire time, and uh, the only other original member was the dr- first drummer Brian Newman. He's the guy that phoned me up when he learned that I learned to play guitar, and he's like, "Let's jam." We started the band in 1997, and we made the first record, second record, and third record together. And then he left. He he wanted to be a therapist so um after that that was like the one time where i thought you know maybe maybe i don't want to do it without him but i didn't want to stop but long story short it's always been a revolving lineup and uh the longest i ever kept a band together was uh about two and a half years before recently i've uh in over the last 10 years i've had the same guitar player and bass player and we had the same drummer for five years who just played his last shows with us on these three being cool shows which is a nice way to go out but there's been like 20 plus people in saves a day so um this when we got to do that tour i was just talking about 
it was, um, I think we had a different drummer at that time, but it was Arun, our guitar player, and Rodrigo, our bass player who'd been with me for 10 years. And that's the longest anyone's been in the band ever. They're like my, my bros and, uh, my brothers. And, um, so now we just gonna, we're going to find a new drummer and keep on rocking in the nice. free world. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just wondering, no, I, I brought that up because I was just wondering like, how you get people to learn 90 songs. Oh, oh word. <laughs> I get asked that so much. So it's like a preloaded, you know, response. I, I get asked about the original member thing, but yeah, th- it does take a thousand years to get people to learn those songs. So now we do have to start going through that again with the drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. But we'll get there. Surely there's Keep a Saves a Day fan out there who's unbelievable on song drums. Song by song. Who knows yeah. Who would literally do it for free just because they love it? Surely. Oh, if you're listening and you're the drummer, know, you gosh. love Saves the Day. I wouldn't want to ruin their experience of me. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm like really brutal about the music, you yeah. know, and uh, it's not fun sometimes for everybody else, but that's just the way it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. No, that's totally understandable. That's, yeah. yeah. It's got you to this point. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know how I want it to sound and feel. And uh, and it's hard to find a good drummer. Oh yeah, yeah, really yeah, hard. That, yeah, it took my new band a while to find a new drum. Funnily enough, we found it really hard to find a bassist. We had three really? bassists go, yeah, I've learned the songs. I'll turn up tomorrow, and we'll go, okay, cool. And then on the day, they're like, oh, I can't make it. And like, oh, <laughs> that's not what you want. Oh, you know? And you obviously, I'm learning the song. No, yeah. That? So but that's yeah. when we first did our when we did our first demo. Um, we had a bass player who just didn't show up that day. We'd saved up $500 to spend one day at, at the studio. And um, and he didn't show up because he had a crew meet, you know, like rowing. Yeah. And his dad said, if you go, if you miss this crew meet, you might not get your scholarship for college. And so he skipped the recording session that we'd all been like saving up for. So crazy serendipitous forces were uh, at, at work because... Our friend, Sean McGrath, who was a bass player in this huge hardcore band called Mouthpiece in New Jersey, was going to school at Rutgers in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and we were recording not that far away, and we were friends with him. So he came down to hang out that day. Our bass player wasn't there. I recorded all the bass tracks. The next week, he's like, yo, I'd love to play in Saves the Day. Actually, he was the guy that day that recommended the name, too. Because our name was Seffler, which was a made-up word. It meant nothing. It was like a typo in computer class. You remember, you used to have to take computer class to learn how to type. (laughs) And it was like this typo. So we were called Seffler. And um, we made this demo tape that he thought sounded like really cool. He's like, you guys could totally play hardcore shows, but your name is so weird. It would look weird on a flyer. So he just, just like this said, I always thought Saves the Day would be a cool name for a band. Just like that. And then a week later, he's like, I'd love to play for you guys. So we started playing shows all over New Jersey and selling this demo tape. And he was also in a side band called Hands Tied, who had put out a seven inch on Equal Vision Records. So Steve Reddy, who owns Equal Vision Records, called Sean up one day. He's like, hey, I I hear you're playing with a bunch of kids from New Jersey. What's that all about? I want to come see a show. So he came to a show the next weekend. We were playing in Pennsylvania somewhere with like 10 yard fight and floor punch. (laughs) And uh, and Steve Steve comes. And he picks up the demo tape, and a week later, it calls us. He goes, let's make a record. And so, bass players not showing up sometimes can be a good thing. <laughs> right. It's come full circle. Yeah, I might really? kick mine out now, just on purpose. <laughs> if I kick this one out, perhaps a good one, perhaps like, a lottery yeah. winning one will come along and be like, oh, I want to give you this money. Yeah. Um, and the right band name and everything, <laughs> yeah. just send you on your way. 
That's awesome. Yeah, you could have gone for X Cephler X. That would have fitted in with I the know, right? Bands, there we go. But we weren't straight edge. Yeah, saves the day. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 False yeah. advertising. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, but going back to through being cool, of course, with it being 20 years now, what's some of your earliest memories of kind of writing and getting the, this record out? Because I believe the songs were really you all came together with the ideas like in while you were still in uh, university and stuff. Yeah, I was actually still at high school when I was writing some of those songs because we got signed, like that whole demo experience that mm. I was just talking about, that was when I was a junior in high school. So that's third third year of high wow. school. I don't know what you call it here. Yeah, year nine now would be, wouldn't it? So this was year, that's, yeah, the year 11 and, you know, 11th grade for us. Oh, what year 11 then? Yeah, how old were you? I was 17. Yeah, so sixth form, I suppose, is it? um so then we got so then that's when steve gave us the call let's make a record so we got signed when we were juniors in high school and then over that summer i was writing all the songs that would become the first album and we, we went back to school 12th grade senior year and we had to wait until the winter break to record the album so all that year i was writing can't slow down and we recorded can't slow down december of 1997 in eight days in between you know one semester and the next and then went back to school finished high school and then evr put us on tour as soon as we graduated with bane and we went on our very first full u.s tour it was their first full wow. u.s tour we just like we're in heaven and at the end of that tour our first album can't slow down came out and then brian and i that's the only the only other original member he was the drummer brian and i went to nyu new york university together to start our college career and so we had our first album out and we'd be playing shows on the weekends in support of that like hardcore fest and stuff all that year at NYU I was writing through being cool so but some of the songs um oh wait so I'm so that year that I was a senior in high school though when we were writing can't slow down after can't slow down was recorded in December of 1997 we go back to school I was still writing songs those songs that I wrote in the second half of my senior year, some of those are on through being cool. So my earliest memories of writing songs, the first one that comes to mind is the song The Last Lie I Told. I wrote that in high school in the bedroom where I grew up my entire life on the, my first acoustic guitar I ever played. And I remember I had gotten a tape of um, World's Fastest Car, which was Walter Schreifel's like, side project after Quicksand. Like Everybody was copying tapes of it. And the rumor was that it was was going to be the next quicksand album but it was called world's fastest car and i was in love with that the riffs were so cool so i was like sitting there like writing like trying to write a world's fastest car song and if you listen to that riff the last lie i told it kind of has like a walter schreifel's quicksand groove to it but it's like my like emo on top so anyway the another song i wrote this definitely wrote in high school is this song through being cool um, cause that I wrote that, um, for an art project at the end of my senior year, we, we had to write, we'd all had to do these senior projects. And what I did was I wrote a play, um, without dialogue. I had my two friends act out a play that I had written, but, um, my music was telling the story. So I was like in the, the seats of the, the, uh, theater like with a long guitar cable and I was like conducting the show and uh, Through Being Cool was one of the pieces where they like get in a fight 
So um, that song was one of the most early ones. And that's then another unbelievable. Yeah, yeah another really early one was uh, like Hollyhocks, Forget Me Nots, and Shoulder to the Wheel. Two of those. Brian and I would go to my mom's basement in Princeton and we'd just jam. I'd show him like riffs that I was working on. We just like riffed it out third engine rifted out my mom's basement and then we went to nyu and i would be taking my guitar over to his dorm and i'd be showing him new songs like my sweet fracture and you vandal and stuff like that i was writing all that stuff in the city and on the weekends i would go home to visit friends in princeton and i'd be on the train just like back and forth and that's where i did most of the lyric writing so there's like so there's like references to being on on the train and whatnot and i was like literally on a train uh, writing that stuff or driving down the turnpike oh, and stuff cool. like that so those that, that, that that's where that album came from and i'd be like hanging out in washington square park in new york and uh writing working on um homework assignments poetry assignments because i was taking creative writing classes at nyu and you'd have an assignment like write about this idea and i'd go to a park bench and i'd sit there and there's all the skaters and you know artists and stuff and uh, i just sit under those really tall trees on these parks and uh, there's like the arch in the background just working on assignments for for nyu for homework and then i just crowbar those words into the lyrics and that's basically how that album was written all that's just like that yeah. yeah that's awesome no that's an awesome insight <laughs> yeah. uh, and so uh, yeah we've we've had a lot of people explain different aspects of the uh, writing process and stuff but no one in that detail so no. yeah, cool yeah. cool oh, I have a, there's a curse I remember everything so no, that's a, <laughs> it means you've got the best stories so, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah awesome have you thought about writing any more plays with just music actually I haven't but I think I I should I have yeah. thought about writing plays because that's one thing that I was studying I was studying uh, I was probably going to write plays um, like I went to this thing called the Governor School in New Jersey, and uh, it was just like a handful of kids that got selected to work at this college all summer, College of New Jersey, and you'd work on all kinds of creative writing projects. It would be short stories, poems, prose, and uh, we all had to write a play there as well. And this is not at a high school. This is after. Um, and... Um, that was really, really thrilling, and I loved writing the dialogue. And so also, if you look at Saves the Day lyrics, I have so much dialogue, and you can kind of almost see the scene in your head. Like, I'm telling a little, quick little story about something that just happened. And so it's very much like a play. It's very much like playwriting. But so I have recently thought that I would love to write another play, but I had not yet thought about I think I might put the two together and have some scenes that are just music and dialogue. Saves the Thank. play. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm inspired by that. Saves that's, the play. Yep, that's 10% of all income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sign the dotted line. Role. You could be... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Are you that, trying right? to get into yeah. acting? Right. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to be silent got anyway. the look. We could, do, we could make this work. <laughs> you can't see this but I'm smiling <laughs> you can't hear this um, but I'm smiling um, I mean yeah um, yeah well, that's brilliant yeah. What? yeah I've never it was fun, so fun to work on all that stuff and um, and I, I've had so much fun with all the guitar parts because I really love writing riffs and that album is like really really riff heavy 
Um, so I was just like kind of just learning guitar too. Like I, I played cello for seven years when I was younger, when I, from when I was six to 13. And then I was like in the orchestra and stuff at school. But then I just got so powerfully into like Led Zeppelin and I wanted to uh, make my own music. So my dad got me a classical guitar (laughs) and I just started teaching myself when I was 13. So by the time we're 17 and Saves the Day starts, I'm only four years as a guitar player. Through Being Cool is is only two years later. So I'm, you know, I was only playing guitar for six years and uh, I, I taught myself completely. So I didn't really know what I was doing. So through being cool is a fun one for me. Cause it's like me getting, I, you can almost hear how excited I am about the guitar. Like a riff, like third engine is like, it's pretty shreddy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like rocks, tonic juice, magic and stuff like that. It's like, uh, just fun riffs. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And with through being cool, I think that album is such an important, record to so many people and it influenced so many bands that came kind of like after that whole uh, emo post hardcore kind of crossover thing um, I know bands like Fall Out Boy for example both Pete and Patrick have really said how much their early stuff was influenced by that record is it crazy for you just to see how many people have said that over the oh years oh my god dude it is so surreal it is the most crazy and humbling and beautiful thing ever. Patrick and I actually just did a conversation recently for the 20th anniversary for Alternative Press. So they just hooked us up on a phone line and we just talked about the album. And I was just so blown away and just so... um, I was just like almost astonished, like shocked. Like I didn't know how much he, he loved the record. And so it was, it meant so much to me. I was so, I was so grateful to get to hear that. Cause you never, you never, like, I'm not this guy that like walks around, like thinking how cool it is all the time. Like I'll think like, Whoa, this is fucking so cool. But I'm not thinking like, yo, I'm so cool. I don't think about it at all. So to hear somebody else say it, like their point of view and somebody that I really really admire and look up to and respect um it's just wild it's just wild and then all the bands that i meet are like yo through being cool made me want to make music or or whatever and be somebody who i'm like are you kidding me like i fucking love your band you know and they're like yeah you're the reason that i wanted to play music it's it's like it's a powerful experience yeah it's a powerful experience well i've got um yeah, well, I hear some of those songs are through being cool, and it reminds me of a past relationship. Yeah, so, uh, nice. Yeah. So it was like a formative kind of yeah. time, and then that album was there to be part of the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I've really, like, I get emo goosebumps, you know? I did, I did just that. I just said Just right now. I saw his touch on my back. This is freaky. Yeah, like, yeah, I. At your funeral, shoulder to the wheel, just remind me of a uh, yeah, past relationship. Dude, and, it's yeah, it's insane. Good times, not bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't fucking play any of those tonight. Yeah. <sighs> but no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you for those no, songs. Yeah, dude, thank you, for thank the music. you man. No. Thank you, dude. I'm like, I feel, I'm like, uh, I'm so dedicated to like being a part of it too. Like I work super hard because I, I know how lucky I am and I value how much it means to other people. You know, so I'm like, I want to do it for everybody. And I get the, I get to be in this position where like, I love it too. 
So it's a glorious dream. Yes. Yeah. That's that's kind of refreshing, really, because we have, look, we've had a couple of bands on who haven't been doing it nowhere near as long as you, who you can kind of see in them. Um, that they're already a bit tired or right. a bit bored of it. Or it's don't. it's tough, man. You know, like it's the jade. The jade comes on, and because it's grueling, like you don't you don't realize unless you do it. Like it's it's exhausting to be out there, and um, and even just the like not not just the lifestyle, but um, like what people want from you and stuff, and they they don't like treat you like a normal human as well um and like so that's a whole side of it but for, hopefully you have a place where you can sort of carve out your space and then be with people when you're ready and and, and if they like want to steal something from your soul you can like give them what you can and then backflip out of there <laughs> but um but it's just just the uh the years after years after years after years and you lose track of shows and where you've been and stuff. It is, I mean, I understand when people feel that way, but I never have. So awesome. it's just been rad. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me really happy for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah I'm is there, a lucky guy. Yeah. Is there anything w with that, like mentally or kind of you've tried when you've been on the road to try and keep yourself yeah, grounded dude. or just not to, lost in tour good, life? That's a great question. I have found that I have to work so hard. Like it's my first priority to take care of myself. Like it's the number one thing outside of being a dad. Like the number one thing that's most important is taking care of myself. Cause like one night of too much drinking, let alone 10 years of too many nights of too much <laughs> drinking, um, it will fuck me up and so like the next day like that your brain is depressed your body's not in the zone you know and you can't withstand like the pressure and uh and like just all the shit that comes at you just traveling if you've ever traveled for like a week or two at a time that shit wipes you out yep. <laughs> you know so like you're traveling and then you're performing and then you're being somebody that's there to give to people um so it's also become the thing that I'm most grateful for, like having to have learned that lesson. Like, oh damn, dude, now I'm like so psyched to like take care of myself and uh, you know, like have that, have that banana in the morning, you know? <laughs> so that like my body's like, thanks dude. You know, <laughs> thank you for not drinking last night. Yep. And thanks for that potassium, brother. You know, <laughs> I needed it. How about a wheat grass <laughs> shot today? <laughs> you know, how Let's about go. just one espresso? <laughs> <laughs> not too many, but yeah. Let's go for a walk. You know, let's listen to good music. Let's like, uh, let's do things that make us happy. And, um, and so I'm like psyched that I've had to learn that. And it's really because of the, the pressures of of wanting to do so so well I'm doing my best at this gift of a job i've been given um that i've had to like rise to the occasion and fuck i'm so thankful just as a human being that i've learned all that shit so i take it with me when i'm home even when i'm not performing man i double down on the routine i double down on the intensity of taking care of myself because it's all connected too and then the songs come through you know when they're when they're they feel more comfortable in the environment the ideas like come come into the environment because they're like oh i like being here 
I like it being here. He's going to be psyched to see us. He's going to record this into a voice memo and he's going to work on us later. And then it might make people happy, you know? So like, would it, however that all works, that magical thing, like I'm like, I want to take care of the vehicle, the vessel, so I can like do my thing, do the job. Nice. Yeah. I like that a lot. No, I think that's really, yeah, this is a good, good I, advice in general yeah. as well. Yeah. I love your so. positivity. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a it's a miracle too. Like being so fucking emo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. yeah, that just makes yeah. sense. <laughs> <laughs> to come through with the smile and like, yeah. all right, I'm ready to do this. Let's fucking do this and yeah. let's help people. Mm. No, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, you mentioned meditating as well before. Yeah, we meditation. Recording. So, like, I'm so glad I I found that. That was because my band at the lowest of the low the lows for me we're like dude you gotta fucking get help like we can't do this anymore unless you go get help so they found me this buddhist therapist guy in chico where i live and they're like we've looked him up we've researched him we've talked to him you're gonna love him so i started going and that guy completely changed my life and he taught me about meditation and that was like the key for me everything like became easy even though there was 10 years of more growth after that moment um this is when i was 24 there were 10 10 to 11 maybe let's say 11 let's say 15 more years i'm just kidding um of, of a, a massive massive journey but right in that moment when i learned how to meditate instantly the war was over immediately the war was over and i was on the other side of the 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 growing experience where i could finally like sit with what was going on and not like fight to fucking scramble out of my skin to like just try to get out somehow i was able to be there with it whatever was there anything that came up it could be there with it through the tools of meditation. It was fucking simple tricks too. It was just like, name your thoughts as they come up. Oh, I'm thinking this right now. Name your feelings as they're coming up. Oh, I'm feeling this right now. Pay attention to your breathing. Count your breaths up to 10 and then start over. And then you just pay attention to your body. Man, it became the best trip of my life. It became the best feeling I've ever felt in my life. And like, I like to party. <laughs> you know, I like to, I like to go for it, but this is like the greatest thing I've ever experienced. And thank God I learned about it. And now it's just, it's been with me for 15 years. And, um, it's just like a constant, constant living meditation. And it's just like, man, it's becoming like fucking lucid dreaming. Nice. It's trippy and it's awesome. And I love talking about it because if a guy like me could like figure out how to like deal with my emotions and they were the most intense, like I feel like I could help anybody just like sit there with what's going on. It's not that hard. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've had, um, yeah, we've had, a, we've had another, a couple of people come on and talk about mental health and stuff like yeah. that. And uh, yeah, these it's things key, are, dude. Yeah. Very, very it's, important. I think it's the most important thing in the entire world right now. Cause yeah. like, like I said, the war was over once I learned, like I wasn't mad at other things. I was like just healing and learning like why I got that way. And I actually dove, dove in and wrote 37 songs about, what I found down there in my, in the psyche underneath the waves and put, I did this three album arc of like talking about going through all that stuff. And 
on the, at the end of it all, like I just felt so much better. And, and I realized like the mental health was, um, like I was sick, you know, I was like broken up in, in, in there. And then once I understood it and I was okay, the whole world changed. Like the world is still what it is and we all know how fucked up it is, but the ability to be in the world is easier it's it's easy it's easy now and um that was all because i wasn't mentally healthy that it was so hard so for those 24 years of not knowing like what the fuck to do and no one tells you what the fuck to do like no one talks about like what the hell is going on right now we don't help each other you know um it was like fucking nightmare and so thank god though that i've learned all that stuff and now like the whole like physical side of things as well like three miles of walking will completely uh re uh circulate your blood so like i have these ideas that like your emotions are carried in these like molecular emotions in your bloodstream so if you don't flush it out you're just sitting with these toxic feelings from like fucking three weeks ago you know, and they're still in there. So you got to like drink your water, go for a walk, you know, sweat it out in the sweat lodge. You know, you got to sweat the demons out. Um, and, and I really do feel like mental, like that's if, if everybody could take 10 to 20 minutes aside in their day to like for self care, like it really goes a long way. It goes a lot long cause we don't sit there at all and like breathe for even a hot second. You know, we, we don't, I didn't, you know, and then just that breathing, like that space of actually just like sinking into your situation is like the most comforting feeling of all. And then you can get up and deal with the world because it's still just going to come at you. Fucking car will try to clip you on your bike, you know, <laughs> birds shit on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seagulls will try to attack you. Oh yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a running theme. With it's us. a running we've, theme. Seagulls right? being attacked by seagulls, like, yeah. Yeah. like it's coming into fashion, especially yeah, me. Yeah. Damn, yeah, bloody seagulls, something about bro. the the sweetness of your blood. It must be. <laughs> they can smell us, but you know that's that's fantastic. It's great to hear, and it's great advice for everybody listening, just to look after yourself. Yeah, no, you got to do it, especially now the world's all fucked up. Like if you don't, <laughs> no, we're just gonna yeah. just get ratcheted up until you snap. You know, but just like 10 minutes of, of the breathing thing. And it's hard at first because your mind wanders so much. But then if you just do, do that thing of like paying attention to your breath and naming your thoughts and feelings, then that's all it takes. Just then you're just staying with your experience because the world sucks so much and it hurts so much. So we want to get out of it. So we're all looking for ways to like make it stop or make it better for a minute. But all the ways that we've been taught to make it better, make it worse later. You know, I love drinking. I fucking love drinking and I miss it so much. I'm trying to learn how to drink like a gentleman, but man, I miss fucking drinking like a fish. And <laughs> that's a brilliant sentence. That's a brilliant sentence. I think but that's the quote. Yeah. And I'm glad for it. I'm, it's, it's better. And when in doubt, just put on the Beatles, you know, they'll make you feel better. <laughs> Correct. Thank nice. you, Paul. Yeah. Sir Paul. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Yeah, awesome. um, 
I want to go back to the when we were talking about other bands saying that that you've been a massive inspiration and stuff for them. Is there anyone that you felt like you've had come up to that was a bit weird or obscure that you didn't yeah, think? Yeah, um, um, I forget his name, but the singer for um, Papa Roach. Oh, Jacoby Shaddix. Yeah. At one point in time, their tour manager told me it saves the day was his favorite band, and he, well, his favorite record was Sound the Alarm. Um, wow. and I was just like, gnarly, bro. Like I dig their songs when they come mm. on the radio. I'm like, that shit's good, bro. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's- but so that's one that's like really, really weird. I'm psyched that, um, Dev Hines, Blood Orange is, yeah. obs- he, apparently he loves Saves the Day. We played FYF Fest a couple years ago together and our sets were close enough in time that, uh, we were told that when he got off stage, he ran over to see wow. the rest of our set. And that guy's a fucking monster, like such an artist. Yeah. He used to um, be in a band in London called Test Icicles, which were like, <laughs> genuinely, Test Icicles, and they were nice. like a jazzy, like jazzy, kooky metal band. And that's now he's doing that's so oranges. cool. My it's God. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, like random stuff too, outside of music, like a friend of mine's really into fashion. He's saying that he follows Beyonce's stylist. And she posted a picture of like one of her early journals there where she does her drawings. It fucking saves the day sticker on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And my friend, one of my good friends, actually, Jeff and I are in the band with him. This guy, Danny Bowen. He's like this massive celebrity chef in the States. He has this restaurant, Mission Chinese Food. Well, Jeff met him because Jeff used to go to his restaurant in the city because it's such a fucking awesome restaurant. One day, this head pops out from behind the kitchen. is like, are you Jeff from Thursday? Jeff's like, yeah. And it's Danny, like the guy that does the, 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 the dude. And they start talking and hitting, they're hitting it off. And they, um, Jeff realizes D- Danny's favorite bands growing up were Thursday and Saves the Day. So Jeff's like, I've got to introduce you to Chris. So he brought Danny out to a show, actually at that Starland Ballroom, same one I was talking about, but year- years ago. And Danny came with this fat sack of Mission Chinese food. And man, we became fast friends. And uh, that's just a mind fuck too, because Danny's like at the top levels. He was like on Mind of a Chef, one of the seasons of Mind of a Chef. And like the forward for his cookbook is uh, written by Anthony Bourdain. Wow. And, um, but we can't, became such close friends. And it's so wild to me, just out of mutual admiration, like this is so crazy, this is happening. But one day after hanging out for a, a long time, over the years, me and Jeff and Danny were like, we should start a band together. So now we're in a punk band together um, and we play shows together. And a couple weeks ago after the Brooklyn show in uh, the Through Being Cool Brooklyn show, we did a collaboration menu with Danny at his new Mission Chinese Food, where it was a collaboration saves the day Mission Chinese Food menu, where they made all of our favorite like Chinese food dishes, um, like in just but in the Mission Chinese Food style, and the whole menu is vegetarian because that's how we roll, and um, and so that was like an exciting weird thing you'd never expect to have happen, and then at the end of the dinner, our band, which is called Narks. Nice. set up next to the kitchen and we fucking blasted through some punk rock songs awesome yeah dude that's awesome <laughs> so <laughs> so much <laughs> so much story. crazy crazy shit has, has happened and uh yeah it's just more of the dream man it's yeah. just a 
that's awesome beautiful yeah. trip and i'm sure now you've just got so much more plans for 2020 just oh, to, uh, i'm so psyched i go home from this and right away uh starting a record with what maybe my favorite human in in the in the world um this this guy lloyd vines who's in a, actually i'm wearing his shirt right now this is his shirt we played a show together so it says lv with the heart in the middle saves the day so love saves the day and it's in the font or it's in the design of the uh i love virginia or virginia is for lovers because we played in virginia his hometown but anyway he's this amazing mc rapper but he also does like emo um like singing kind of almost sounds like like he's got that Tom DeLong sort of thing when he sings, but he's one of the most amazing. He might be my favorite lyricist I've ever met, um, and he's just on another level. Um, so Lloyd and I are going to make a record. I'm playing all the all the instruments basically, except for the drums and maybe the bass. But we're making a record together um, next month and then January. So that begins next year for me, basically. So that record's going to be unfucking real. Actually, one of the songs on there is a modern, a new version of our song Nightingale that he, his producer, who we're also working together, this guy said he's fucking amazing, um, made a beat out of uh, the the cool like intro of our song Nightingale. He made this new track, and so Lloyd was like, "I want to do a new version of Nightingale." So we, so it's like he does some of the verses from Nightingale, but then he writes his own verses and and then I sing on the chorus and then he writes a whole new bridge. So it's like a brand new updated Nightingale 2.0 and that's going to be on the records. I think f fans of saves are going to fucking love it, but it's also just a cool jam. So then that happens. And then I'm going to make a solo record next year for the first okay. time, which I'm really excited awesome. about. And Congratulations. Also, thanks man. I'm psyched about it. And then I'm also producing a bunch of other bands, get my studio set up in Chico to start cranking out bands. Cause there's the sickest music scene i've ever been around in chico california it's like the next seattle or austin i mean it is really happening there so i want to like help get these bands out there people need to hear these bands so i've got a bunch of them lined up already for next year and then um trying to work on the the second project kate album which you know the band 108 108 is an amazing know. hardcore band. The guitar player Kate Reddy did an acoustic project back in the 90s that actually inspired Saves the Day to make our own acoustic music. That's why we do acoustic music. But she's now getting ready to make a second album. So we're going to work on that together, which is, I'm like, that's like an honor to me. She's married to Steve Reddy, who owns Equal Vision as well. So it's sort of like all in the family. And that's going to be hopefully next summer. And then um, I want to make another Saves the Day record next year. So hopefully Good. solo record and Saves the Day. Wow. And like whatever cool <laughs> shows come up, we'll just surf in there and with our guitars. Nice. And yeah. Ready to shreddy. Yeah, it sounds nice. like there's going to be a lot of material and cool things. That yeah, creativity yeah. is flowing. I've, been, I've yeah. been psyched because I've been waking up from dreams and with, uh, the, with a song from the dream in my head and I wake up so suddenly and I always keep my phone next to me so I can record a voice memo waking up with the songs like fully formed in the dreams and singing them so it's like songs from a dream wow yeah so that might be the total the title of the solo album yeah i was gonna say it's a songs good title from a dream. it's a good title then. um yeah so it's just been a glorious time and what it is is just as i grow more comfortable and more open and less like braced against the harshness of life just like 
breathing with everything. It's like things just happen on their own. It's not, it's not me thinking that up. Like I, it come, came in a fucking dream, you know? So it's, I have nothing to do with it other than being here to serve the idea and like make sure I do it justice. That's crazy. What? Yeah. Yeah, wake up when I cut my life into... Oh, no, no, fuck that! That was Nick! Shit. Jacob even... Oh, yeah, I was talking about that. That's right. Fuck it. so good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you said in the early days, like, Saves played a lot of shows with hardcore bands. Did you ever get any really awkward shows? Oh, definitely. We got spit on. We got yelled at. We got made fun of. It, we got tormented because we sounded just like this band Lifetime, and uh, and Gorilla Biscuits was like we. I loved Lifetime and Gorilla Biscuits, and so our music sounded just like it. I mean, it does. I was that's what I was trying to do. Um, so and so people were like fucking so mean about it, um, but that actually is a blessing because right away I didn't read people's comments and back then there were no comments there was just right to your face they're saying shit. <laughs> <laughs> but so like uh, like when I right when I went to NYU it was like right around the time that message boards were starting, and so I came home from uh, that first tour with Bane and it was so I was reading this Saves Today comment comment board thing message board. Thing. Thing. And um, somebody in Indianapolis, where I'd only been one time that summer, the first time I'd ever been there, you know, I was an 18 year old kid right out of high school. Right, some stranger that was at that show was writing on this thing. I'm going to go for, for as saves the day for Halloween, and I'm just going to be a giant zit. And like that, like <laughs> that, that hurt so much and broke my heart so much. Like instantly from that moment on, I have never read a single fucking thing that anyone has to say about the bands. That also means I don't read the, the nice things because mixed in with that stuff is like one fucking asshole. And, and it hurts. That's all it you takes. Know? Yeah. Just those one, and, yeah. and seriously, man, fuck you. But also, man, it's your parents' fault. <laughs> <laughs> you utter shit. Yeah, just yeah. come on. Work harder. Be nicer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you won. Yeah. You win it because... <laughs> it, yeah. No, and I'm nobody, great. I'm, nobody knows who that guy is. Or no, no. Do, oh, and I mean, I'm, I'm grateful. Like, I, if I would never, ever want anyone to have to go through some of the things that I had to go through. I would never wish it on a single soul. But I'm glad that I did go through it because it made me so much stronger, you know, and like, and I can relate to like anybody else that's going through that same kind of thing, like being teased or tormented or bullied or anything like that. Like, and I could just wrap my arm around them and be like, I got you. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love your positivity. Yeah, same. Yeah, so there's a bit of fresh air really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Definitely yeah. A breath of Thanks, fresh air. man. Yeah, Thank oh, yeah. You. We meet so many people in bands who, yeah, are a little bit miserable. The jades come on. Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> the golf in them is coming right down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've gone too far rock and they've gone, oh, I've turned goth. Just <laughs> <laughs> always negative. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, and with that, is there any, any other things we can expect or keep an eye out for? Um, through being cool tour over here? Through being cool, yeah, we're definitely bringing the anniversary show yes. here. Cause so we're, we're uh, all, all of this year now, the album is 20. Until November 2nd next year, we're technically allowed to yeah. play that fucker. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to try to do that wherever we can. 
We've already done it in the States. So now we're definitely coming here, guaranteed. We've already got some rooms on, on hold, but I don't know if we're going to have to move them to make it fit the schedule and stuff. But I would love to come here to the electric ballroom. We'd love to have you. Yeah. yeah. So please but do. But yeah, we'll definitely be back. It's going to awesome. be super awesome. fun. We'll plan some extra fun stuff around it, like after parties and dinners and hangouts. Meditation in the day. Meditation <laughs> station. Let's do safe, yeah, safe <laughs> spaces and meditation in the day. Yeah, oh, dude. We can do it. It'd be so fun. It'd be, be super fun. And you get high Sorry. off of it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> wow sold to me then yeah, yeah. sold to me seriously because <laughs> our whole world is on drugs you know everybody's self-medicating you know and drinking and stuff and so it takes one to know one you know i know what it's like in 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 this up in here <laughs> so uh so one of the like i was saying earlier like one of the awesome side effects of like the meditation and stuff is man this is my favorite shit that's my favorite experience like when i first started doing it i had this funny thing i was thinking like oh right the word ecstasy came before the rave you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> ecstasy is like a real thing yeah. like it's not not just the drug it's like it's fucking real yeah yeah let's get it <laughs> let's do this yeah cool yeah, well, awesome well, uh, yeah thanks so much for hell yeah taking thank time, you guys man. so much that was a this blast awesome. yeah, absolute pleasure awesome. super, as always. Fun. super yeah. fun well, if yeah. You, well yeah when you when you come back if you'd like to come on again we'd love that we okay can, awesome yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it let's yes, do it yeah yeah and looking forward to get this the whole band to the tour and new album and the solo record thanks so man thank you guys be a good yeah. one looking forward to coming back so Excellent jacket. Thank you. Nice. Thanks, man. Nice. Thrift People, store, man. Oh, I was going to say, they can't see this, but they will if, if we you, take a photo. If you yeah. head over to Sapman Pod on Instagram and Twitter, you will see yes. that. You know, plug. Got, got the nice. plug in. Got the plug yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. Anyway, there yes. we go. Cool. thank you. Thanks so, yeah. so much. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you. Yes. Awesome. awesome. Thank you very much to Chris Connolly of Saves the Day for that wonderful chat. Wonderful chat on episode 59 of Sapling Podcast. Uh, it was great to literally sit down with him and just it, it, seeing him be so open and yep. want to talk to us. Um, I know well, we bonded, I think. I think we had like a... There yeah, was, there was. There was a... We just... Five minutes beforehand with some Bansy, but if we don't know him, we'll sit down and while we're setting up, we'll just, you know, just try and make some conversation. But with Chris... Have a laugh, yeah. Um, yeah, we ate this straight off and uh, yeah, it was a really, really great chat and um, thank you very much to Chris if he's used this. I don't think he will. Um, uh, never know. But uh, I appreciate you your band, your lyrics, your music, and your time. So thank you yeah. so, so much. And it was great set seeing him as well, playing those songs, just yep. literally on his own with the guitar just plugged in. Me and a, a yep. crowd, room full of people just singing everything back. Yeah, me uh, singing freakish in the wrong key, just living life <laughs> like I was a 16-year-old kid again. Yeah, but it was great as well because um, just before... Uh, the the end of the show as well he came up to us and yep. said thank you so much for the conversation yeah. and was excited by everything I and, can't um, wait to see him over here again with the band yes yeah, so Saves the Day are looking at coming back to the UK some point in 2020 nice. for a full celebration of Through Being Cool so make sure you go on all their social media pages their website and keep up to date with everything because hopefully something will be announced sometime soon yes. and we can all have a giant marsh emo laugh to Saves the we Day can all get out Get get together a big egg. Yeah, I think that's what we need. I think that's what the world needs right now is a giant big a egg. A giant big egg. That'd you be got, good. You got big Don Trump trying to start World War Three. You got Boris Johnson just existed. 
And then um, there's the rest of us. So uh, let's all have a big hug. I love you. If, if you, you listen to this, I love you. Thank you Aww. very much. If you need another big hug, yep. why not go back and listen to previous episodes of Sapling Podcast that feature Thursday members nice. Jeff Rickley yep. and our beloved almost brother, I'd say, of the podcast, Stuart Richardson. Yes, they are both very good uh, podcasts. And um, yeah, the Stu one happened the same day as the Chris one. It did, so, yeah. in the same room. So you can listen back and see the... You can listen back and see if you can hear the vibrations off the room and go, oh, it, it, they are right, it is in the same room. <laughs> Never know, might work. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. Do you think anybody's listening to this going, I think I, they're in that room from episode 47 again, I think. <laughs> Never know. You never know. Never um, know. Not on the plane yet, though. Anyway. But yeah, thank um, you very much if you've got this far. Yes. Make sure to be following us on the social media pages at Sapman Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. At S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. At S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. If you've enjoyed us uh, being absolute morons and our laughs or our great conversations with the guests, why not become a part of our community and get some great goodies back for your support with our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash sapnin yes um, you don't even have to I think just becoming a member of that group is um, reward enough because mm. everybody in there is lovely we've made friends with everybody in there we've met the majority of people on there so far we have Skype calls with some. We've written letters to some. Um, we send voice and video messages. Yes. You know, but we all have a great laugh. Everyone from whatever tier they're on, it's just a giant love fest. Everyone seems to be getting on completely, making great friends and memories that will last them a lifetime. Did you say memories? I did. This is a place. <laughs> memories, I meant. Right, you fine. might notice on you know these episodes, there's some words I say incorrectly. <laughs> we both do. We it's both fine. do. We both do. But I like the fact that we call each other out, mate, and we should keep that up. Okay. Um, yes. So this has been a this has been a great podcast. I uh, remember very um, the chat very well with Chris, and it was great. So again, thank you very much. Um, is there anything else we have to do? Yes. So patreon.com forward slash Sapnin, as yep. I mentioned. But if you look at the description of this episode, there's loads of names uh, we need to thank. But we need to give a massive shout out to the elite members of the community. Those are the top tiers and they are as follows. A massive thank you very much to Dana Lasnova, Samantha Spray, Janelle Caston, Drew Styles, Kylie Wheeler, Mitch Perry, John Price, Amy Chilvers, Amadine Urbano, Emma Barber, Liam Connolly, Nathan Croshaw, Kelly Young, Paul Hirschfield, Scarlett Charlton, Kelly Irwin, Laws, Nessa Smith, Katie Paddock, Jodie Shannon, Amy Campion, Jenny Munster, Emily Senegals, John and Emma, Lucy Deards, Erin Howard, Martina McManus, James Oakley, Caden Denudston, Kate Stevenson, Sarah James, Marcy Jacobson, Kieran Lewis, Craig Harris, Sharif Awadali, Mike Lengler, Livy Cropper, Carl Pendlebury, Mike Cunningham, Ryan Woodman, Scott Jones, Kelly Cannon, Patrick Wakefield Newbury, Lydia Henderson, the OG Chester Draws, Amy Thomas, Stuart McNaught, Jenny Robinson, Tony Michael, Jamie Bloor, Becky the Elf, what's your favourite colour? Jordan Burchard, Reverend Father, Shani Meyer, Alexandra Boxel Anderson, the 16th. It's <laughs> getting worse every bloody week. And Simon Amos. Last but not least, thank you very much to new Patreon, Simon Amos. Yes, I love each and every one We've of those members. It's, oh, do you There's too many bloody I, names now. I can't believe you get through that list each week now, to be honest, because that's a lot of names. Yeah. That is a lot of names. Yes, it um, is. 
but thankfully not many of them have changed their name to weird uh, things that's been yeah, happening on recent I do episodes that, yeah I do so what's I tell you what next hey, week you're slacking guys in the Patreon next week just chuck a funny middle name in yeah chuck a funny I, I like reading them out it'll make this more fun won't it yeah, if you all true. Funny name, um, yeah, and if you're listening and you're not a part of the Patreon, but you have got a funny name anyway <laughs> that you like people to read out, then just become a member of the Patreon, yes. get that tier, and then we'll do it. Or just put a fake name in. That's true. Also, you know, yeah. If you have a big gun, yeah. Um, trees are green. Whoa! What a funny name. <laughs> You are wild. I know. You are. Mm. This is an 18 plus podcast. Um, yeah, thank you very much if you've listened to all of this episode. I don't know how you've got this far. But if you have got this far, then we're going to give you a word of the week. So when you post about it and tell all your friends, put it in your Instagram stories, tweet about it. Um, what else can they do? Can they... Nah, there's not much else you can do. Is there? Just share <laughs> you just it. Just share, <laughs> share it on all the social media yeah, platforms. Share it and subscribe. We can. Yeah, so we'll give you a word of the week, so then you can put with it basically. So let us know you've gotten this far. So Sean, have you got a I word of the week in mind? Let me just think. On um, what am I looking at? I don't know. Um, hashtag. I fresh out. I can't think of anything. Hashtag. New Year. I was going to say New Year, New Me, or something stupid like that, but then think how many people have posted the hashtag uh, New Year. I've tried um, to make it out. I could do New Year, New Happening or something. That's good New enough. Year, New Happening. There, there you go. go. Job done. Jesus, good God in the end. Hashtag Sorry, New Year, New Happening, if you've gotten this far. If you have, we very much appreciate you. I look you. forward to seeing all two of those for the two buggers who were unfortunate to get this far. Um, again thank you very much for your support thank you very much for listening if you've enjoyed a second of this please think about liking it and sharing it with other people if you've hated all of this share this with your mortal enemy ASAP yes thank you very much cool are we done uh yeah cool yeah Satman You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.